It's your early breakfast with Africa Milani. Uh, the Democratic Alliance noting the release of the Public Protector's preliminary report into allegations of a potential violation of the Executive Ethics Code by President Sol Ramaphosa pertaining to an act of theft at his Palapala game farm in February of 2020. The report sent to the various affected parties on Friday night uh, just after 10 o'clock. DA Federal Leader John Steinhazen joins me on the line now. Uh, John, Thank you very much for making the time for us this morning. You are worried about the fact that the public protector has misunderstood your complaint. Why? Yeah, well, thanks very much. Great to be with you and great to be with the listeners. Um, well, it's always difficult as well um, because you know, the reports are supposed to be confidential until such time as the report is finalized. So obviously I can't go into too much detail, but to say that um, if you know, we, there's now a leaked report in the domain that, that's now been in the public arena and it's been subject of, of press uh, interaction and, and press analysis, to say that the, the uh, aspect of conflict of interest was clearly not understood because even on the, on the, own, on the version on the papers and the president's own version, the private presidential, uh, the, sorry, the, uh, the presidential protection unit, which is something that's allocated out of public funds, to the president for his protection as his role of head of state was used to pursue the money that was stolen from the president's private business operation. Uh, They conducted a cross-border raid. They interrogated suspects. There was no case number uh, that allowed them to do it. There was an abuse of police resources as public money was spent on pursuing the private debts of uh, the private ma- money that got stolen um, from the president. This is not something that's made available to every other citizen in the Republic of South Africa. And we regard it as a clear conflict between the role of Mr. Ramaphosa, the businessman, and Mr. Ramaphosa, the president. Which the public protector seemingly uh, did not take into consideration. Is that your particular concern? I appreciate the sensitivity of not being able to go into the details of the 191-page report mm. right now. Uh, did she miss that point completely that you had highlighted to her, do you think? Well, I think she's, she's misunderstood or mischaracterized the question that we put to her and, and within the complaint for, for them to look into because... On our reading of the constitutional obligations of the president and the executive ethics code, that the president must at all times avoid a conflict of interest between his private business interests and that in his role as the head of state. Here we see a very clear conflation of those two uh, particular roles. And I think it, it is it's something that's, that's been missed in the report. And certainly we will be used the 10-day period now we have to compile a submission to the public protector pointing that out. And hopefully this will then be reflected in the final report. If not, um, there will be other options available to, to the Democratic Alliance, and we would have to look at pursuing those. Uh, those avenues, I imagine, legal ones? Yes. Um, so there's been, I think, every single report the public protector's office has produced in the last three years has been taken on review and I think over 90% of them have been set aside um, because of failures to, to do the, get the basic right and, and to get the law right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, if this is, if, if we're unhappy with the final report, we've got no option but to then take it on review. But you would also know that we've called for a parliamentary in, uh, ad hoc committee inquiry now 
into the whole pala pala because we're in the terrible situation where we've had a Section 89 committee report by independent uh, judges and the former Chief Justice, which found the President does have a prima facie case to answer on, on some of these matters. Now you've got a public protector's interim report that says he doesn't, and we're no closer to understanding what the truth is. So we believe that an ad hoc committee with the powers of subpoena of persons and documents, with the ability to reverse many of the aspects of the public protector's interim report says that she was unable to traverse, particularly with SARS and with the Reserve Bank, um, I think it's very, very important that that we do have that process so that we can find out exactly what happened at Pala Pala and we can then make a decision about how we move forward. Any idea as to when the Speaker of Parliament will respond to the DA's request uh, for this uh, ad hoc committee to be set up? Well, it's on the order paper for Parliament to make a decision on this week and I certainly hope that members of Parliament from all parties will be mindful of what Judge Zondo said in the uh, damning findings he made particularly in Parliament's failure and inability to hold the executive accountable, um, that they understand that there's a duty here for members of Parliament to hold the President accountable, but also to ensure that there's openness and transparency in the process. Uh, John, I'm going to cheekily ask you two or three other questions, if that's okay, unrelated to Palapala. Firstly, you're en route to Johannesburg, to uh, Pretoria, in fact, to go and uh, march outside the uh, ministerial compound. Why? Well, we just think that there's a a terrible disconnect and and disjuncture in South Africa where you have now one of the largest cabinets in the world with ministers who are living like rock stars in mansions worth over a billion rand, four luxury vehicles, um, free generators at your home, free electricity and water, um, shielding yourselves from the very policy failures that you are responsible for as ministers, and we just think that it's time in an environment where our unemployment rate is so high, where the where the uh, GDP growth is is on the decline, where we've lost hundreds of billions of rands of investment, and where where 30 million South Africans live below the poverty line in South Africa, that we bring to an end this rock star lifestyle that ministers are, are living, and we're hoping to highlight that today by picketing at the, at the Brinturian estate because that's the largest uh, estate where ministers are housed in, in Pretoria and to ask for the, there to be a line drawn under this now and to stop this excess in the face of so much suffering and deprivation and poverty in South Africa. And staying in Pretoria, um, my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, the council will be voting for Speaker of Council in Tswane uh, later on today. We know that uh, the alliance that um, saw the DA enjoying government uh, since the last local government election is somewhat strained at the moment. What is the game plan for later today in the election of that um, Speaker of Tswane Council? Well, the, the alliance is holding firm. There are some individuals within the alliance partners who've obviously been um, very, very, very uh, unfortunately uh, difficult to deal with. But certainly the alliance uh, still has a majority, and we will obviously try and use it today to get a speaker elected. Um, that's part of the alliance group. Um, and hopefully there'll be um, no treachery that's uh, similar to what we saw taking place uh, a few weeks ago when the mayoral election took place because 
what China needs now is stability. It needs a government that's going to be able to help it move forward and pass this mess. And I think the events of the last uh, last few weeks, and especially the debacle with, with, the, with the mayor, who behaved appallingly, uh, faking a order of the court, uh, has really sullied China even further than it was already. And I think it's time for it to move forward, and it can only do so with a stable, effective government in place that can ensure uh, that the, the problems are addressed and that the city starts to build towards the future. And what measures have you put in place to ensure no treachery? Uh, treachery? Uh, because you were, were you surprised? I'm not sure. Uh, with the outcome of the last uh, uh, mayoral election, which obviously now proved to be a waste because that person is no longer mayor of Tswane. <laughs> Yeah, well, there's not much measures you can put in place. It's a secret ballot, so it's not it's not that you can ask to see people's ballots or look over people's shoulders. Um, and you know, it's going to obviously be up to each of the individual parties that are part of the coalition to make sure that their members are disciplined and they hold the line and make sure that we don't uh, hand over the city to to people who our own uh, component parties have received a mandate to unseat. So I think it's very, very important that, that, that people recognize that they are representing voters there who entrusted them with a mandate to uh, get the ANC EFF alliance out and to, and to form an opposition government. And I think that they must hold true to the mandate given to them by the people of, of uh, China, uh, not through expedient political interest or checkbook politics. And then my final question, reports uh, over the weekend of tensions between Bongani Baloy and Herman Mashaba in Action SA. Apparently there was a meeting between the two gentlemen as well as the national chairperson of Action SA, Michael Beaumont, on Tuesday where they are considering a proposal of change of role for Bongani Baloy. Uh, should he announce later on today that he's leaving Action SA and he makes a call to you or your office, are you going to be taking that call? We've talked to anybody. Um, it's really not my my place to comment on the internal goings on in other opposition political parties. Suffice to say that I think that internal democracy is incredibly important for parties. We are going into our federal congress in April this year. Uh, it'll be the third that I've faced as leader, and it is healthy to have internal democracy in political parties because it's through that uh, mandate given to you by your own party members that you are able to move forward. Without that, with the hand-picking people and uh, you know, appointing people you regard as loyal to you around you all the time, it uh, doesn't lead to a very healthy internal environment. And I think we're starting to see that reflected. But as I said, action in South Africa's business is action in South Africa's business. Well, let me ask a question then in a more direct way. Have you or any member within the DA received a call from Bongani Baloy yet? Not to my knowledge. All right, John Steenhazen, thank you very much indeed for your time. Do travel safely to Gauteng, federal leader of the Democratic Alliance, John Steenhazen, in the main, uh, talking to us about the Public Protector's preliminary report, which was issued to them and others affected on Friday night. The DA concerned about the misunderstanding of the, I suppose, question that they were asking the uh, Public Protector to, uh, to investigate in the first place.